everyone and welcome back to another episode of Inspiring 40. Today's episode I'm really looking forward to. I have Caroline Kopp, who is the founder of Mind Body Mentor, joining me. And we're going to be discussing everything around Pilates and why it's beneficial in this phase of life. So Caroline works with ladies in midlife, menopause and beyond, and she helps them to thrive and to kind of reduce their pain so they're pain-free for good. So welcome, Caroline, and thank you for joining. Thanks, Leanne. Nice to meet you, and thank you for having me. No problem, no problem. So I think just to kick it off, Caroline, do you want to tell me a bit about Mind Body Mental and what you offer and what the services are that you can provide? So Mind Body Mental, it's a business that I've started fairly recently, actually. I'm a Pilates teacher by trade and have been for the last 15 years. And what I've found over those 15 years is that the women that I work with, and I predominantly have always worked with women, I think you attract the people that you're going to work with best. And, and I definitely have an affinity to work with women. The women that have usually come to me have been women who are usually around 45 plus They've usually come with an issue. So with a pelvic floor issue, a core issue, a back issue, pain, those kind of things. Usually they're coming to Pilates with a reason. And it kind of coincides with the fact that they're probably in perimenopause or full menopause or beyond. What I've kind of figured over the time is that these things aren't happening by accident. So the fact that they are experiencing increased pain or more regular and consistent issues with pelvic floor or lower backs, those kind of things, they tend to coincide with the menopausal years. So I set up Mind Body Meno because I really believe that there are some very simple systems and ways of working and ways of moving that can help you very specifically in the menopause and beyond years. So that's what I aim to do is to help people live pain-free as much as possible, or certainly manage pain, be strong, be mobile, be balanced and feel just better from the inside out. Yeah, it's quite interesting that you've said that about perimenopause and the menopause, because I've noticed over the last couple of years, personally, that I find my joints are not what they used to be. They're a lot more creaky than they ever were. And I'm a lot stiffer. Obviously, I am in perimenopause, which kind of makes sense as to why those pains have started. So that's really useful to know, Caroline. Yeah, it does kind of happen that way. And I think life catches up on us a little bit when we get to midlife. And it's almost like the things that we have done before somehow don't work in quite the same way as they used to. And for example, weight loss, you know, you might have always had a strategy for that and it suddenly doesn't work anymore. Or your pain relief, you know, you may have had back pain that's come and gone or shoulder or neck issues that have kind of come and gone and you've always managed it. And then suddenly you're not managing it quite so well, or it's becoming a bit more consistent, or you're finding you're in the physio office a bit more often. And and these things definitely coincide with the hormonal changes that we experience in menopause. So I feel like to come out thriving the other end, we need a bit of a pincer movement and make sure that we're kind of attacking, attacking us from all angles, bearing in mind the hormonal issues, but also working and moving in a way that's going to best support you from now onwards, rather than looking back at things that used to work, changing our strategy a little bit, being a bit more intentional. Yeah. I have to change a number of things as we're in this phase of life, as you mentioned with weight loss, with nutrition, everything like that. So that's brilliant. 
And what are the benefits? So if you're starting out on Pilates, if you're finding that you are experiencing the symptoms that you've mentioned, what mm. kind of improvements and benefits can women see by embarking on a Pilates journey? Loads, loads. So I guess the place to start probably is that usually women come to Pilates, very often pain is their reason for coming. So I see a lot of hip pain in menopause, but also lower back and shoulders. And these things, generally speaking, can be really managed, really helped with support, better support from the core and from pelvic floor. So very often, if someone has a neck or a shoulder issue, we could often, not always, but often track that back to a pelvic floor issue. And the thing is, if you don't have the support from the centre, you don't have the support anywhere, really. You can be as strong as you like in your limbs and your upper body, but if you're not supported and balanced from the centre, then it's kind of irrelevant. So we try to work a really holistic way. So looking at joint mobility, making sure that we get as much movement and full range of movement as possible. We work on joint stability. So getting that strength back. Muscle mass is a huge issue in midlife. Very, very under-recognized because I'm sure you know this, Leanne, but the muscle mass is reducing by about a percent every year. We want a second half of our lives to be as long and full as the first half of our lives. That percentage every year equates to a huge amount over time. And that loss of muscle mass can mean weight gain. It can mean instability. You know, if your pelvic floor is a muscle, it can mean incontinence. It can mean joint pain. It can mean lower bone density. So building up some muscle is really important. That will help have huge long-term impacts and benefits to all of those things I just mentioned. Managing your pain, making sure that you're balanced for the future, managing incontinence and pelvic pain, hip pain. You know, there are huge amounts. And I'm sure that anyone listening will at least have picked up on one or two and thinking, oh, okay, yeah, no, that relates to me. But also the other thing that I find with Pilates, apart from a kind of physical benefit, the other thing that people tell me, and I've experienced it myself, but I hear it time and time again, is that in midlife, we are busy, we're stressed, we're anxious, and our mood is erratic often. We can have very low moods, we can have low energy. Pilates is really great as a mindful. So it has all of the physical benefits too, but as a mindful movement practice, it's great because we work on focusing really heavily into the breathing, into the breath cycles, into the specific engagements of tiny muscles, waking up areas of the body that perhaps haven't been woken up for a very long time. We tend to rely on big muscle groups day to day. And we try and Pilates to work up, build up the supporting structure, the scaffolding, if you like. So that takes a lot of concentration. It actually takes a lot of mind work. And I find that people often say that their time on the mat is time away from worrying about their parents or their kids or their home or their job. It's time that's a little bit less stressful, managing their mood, lowering their anxiety, helping kind of to lift the fog a little bit, you know, that idea of really getting clarity and working specifically on one thing. And in in this time, this day and age, our lifetime, we don't focus on one thing ever. We're always distracted by our mobile phones or our laptops or computers or TVs or whatever. So just taking it to the mat and being very mindful about what we're doing has really huge benefits physically, but also emotionally. So I could talk about this all day, but they're probably the highlights for you there. (laughs) No, that's really good to know. And obviously over the years, I've kind of touched on Pilates, I've touched on yoga. 
because I'm not a Pilates expert, Carolina, and I'm not a yoga expert, but what are the main differences between yoga and Pilates? Why is Pilates so important in this phase over yoga, for example? So my advice generally for anybody would be any movement is good movement. So I would never say do one or the other. I actually really love them as a pairing. I do yoga too. And I think they work really nicely together. Yoga, it has very similar mindful benefits to Pilates, but yoga tends to focus more on the stretching and releasing than it does on the strengthening. There are strength building benefits, of course, from yoga and from body weight bearing. But Pilates has more of a focus on the scaffolding of your body. So creating a body that is strong in all ranges, not just extreme ranges, but also in smaller ranges and building up the smaller muscle groups. So what tends to happen, particularly in midlife, is that we have go-to movements that we do. We work in habitual movement patterns. What Pilates does really nicely is it takes you out of those habitual patterns. So it stops any kind of compensation that might be happening from a buildup of pain or a buildup of tightness. And we build scaffolding in these tiny little muscles to make sure that they are supporting us and really helping to support the posture. So that's what Pilates does really brilliantly. Now, my experience with yoga is that it's really good for mindful benefits. It's really great for mobility and for flexibility and creating space in the body. But what it might not do quite so well is it doesn't bring you back to those smaller stabilizing muscles in quite the same way. But this is why I would say that yoga and Pilates actually work really nicely together as a team, because one creates that kind of extreme opening and space building, and the other brings you back and brings you back into a little bit more of a strength work, which is what we do more in Pilates. So there are some differences. There are some definite similarities. I'd never say do one over the other. You've got to find what works personally for you. But yeah, Pilates, we work on building a range of motion in a safe range of motion within the joints. We're not looking for extreme flexibility. We're just looking for a really good range that's fully supported with internal strength. So I think that's probably the big difference is that we're focusing on the core and the strength building at the same time. Yeah, it's really interesting that you're saying that about the core because I do a lot of strength work. So I do resistance training and I thought I was quite quite strong and my strength levels were pretty good, but I've just started a Pilates reformer yeah. class. And when I went to the first session, <laughs> she had me on the machine and she knew straight away that I did resistance training. I did weights because of my posture with certain things. And my posture is really terrible. I have a lot of shoulder pain, etc. But it's so interesting, like you're saying, it's kind of centered through the core because I never work my core. Core type exercises don't really excite me. I know they're important with Pilates because it's a different type of routine, a different type of workout. I've found it really engaging and I'm actually really enjoying it as opposed to the typical core type work you would do with strength training. I know exactly what you mean. And I think this is why Pilates is so appealing to a particular age group. Because I think when you're younger, there is that everything needs to be quite high intensity movement, lifestyle, everything is quite fast and intense. And yeah. and I think, yes, women come to Pilates usually because they have a need, 
but they stay because it works but yeah. also because they find something that actually doesn't need to be stressful you know it doesn't always have to be stressful to be effective but absolutely you're right on a pilates mat you can kind of show up some weaknesses quite quickly and it's quite a nice way of finding that holistic support so strength work with weights and resistance is so so important but you know bringing it back to some smaller movements that really build up some strength in the weaker areas and making sure that we're looking at strength really holistically and getting the support where we need it is what Pilates is really good for. And absolutely, you can find your weaknesses quite quickly in Pilates. So it becomes quite a nice challenge, a new challenge, perhaps. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I did Pilates for a full week. I think it was last week, actually. And I didn't do any strength work. And like you say, it works your body in different areas. And I felt the burn and it wasn't anything, as you say, high intense. It doesn't have to be. It just works different muscles. And yeah, it was brilliant. Often... We sort of strength build in similar ways. We use quite short movements of the muscles. We're always shortening the muscle. In Pilates, we work on lengthening the muscle quite a bit and strengthening the muscles in a longer sense. What we're trying to do is create really long, lean muscle groups rather than short, stocky muscles. So it can kind of show you up a little bit because if you're really used to doing quite intense exercise where you're always shortening the muscle, to yeah. bear load when the muscle is at its longer length can be really challenging and it can really challenge you in a different way. And again, it's a nice way of, you really have to think about it. You have to really think about what you're doing. And it's a really good way of building that mind-body connection to get a little bit more in tune with what your body needs. Yeah, definitely. Because it's quite coordinated. And like you it say, is. you have to really think about it. Yeah, you yeah. definitely do. Oh, that's great that you're doing it though. I've actually got a class tomorrow, so I'm really looking forward to that. So if anybody's looking to start Pilates then, Caroline, what kind of things would you recommend, whether it's online or in person, what kind of things should people look out for when they're looking for a good class or a good online session? I guess finding the teacher that works for you. Everyone is very different. So depending on whether you prefer online or a class, that's your first decision really, is realistically, what can you commit to? And also, what are you going to enjoy? I run classes and I run an online program. So I have a variety of different people that do both. Some people come once a week on a Monday night and that's enough for them. And that's all they need. And that's all they want. And actually they just want to have a check-in, you know, once a week so they can kind of tick that box. But if you're looking for any real change, or if you're coming at this from a point of pain, for example, I would advise people start with little and often. So Start to think of finding a way that you can incorporate this into your life in small chunks that are really achievable, but very consistent. Because the problem with when you're first starting something like this is if you do a class on a Monday night, Tuesday, you're on it and you're feeling tall and great and open. By Wednesday, you've forgotten about it. So you get back to your class on a Monday and you're climbing Everest again to get back to that same point. Whereas if you can do small chunks every day or every other day, small amounts, and I mean, you know, five, 10 minutes, initially that's going to be potentially better for people because it gives that cumulative build-up. It gets you into the right headspace and starts to switch your body on. You start to fire up those lazier muscles that haven't been working for a while or or start to build up some consistent mobilizing and rebalancing of the body. So that's always a really nice way to start is to start little and often. But in terms of what you do and how you do it, it's the personal preference, whether you do online or classes or equipment classes, reformers, those kind of things. It, it all appeals to 
people differently. But looking for a teacher, I would always look at qualifications. There are a few different training bodies that you could look for. BASI, B-A-S-I is a great one. Polestar is a great one. Balanced Body is a great one. Stott is another good one. So look out for some of the main training bodies. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you like the person. <laughs> so yeah. you've got to get on with them. You want to maybe check out their website, look for what videos they've got. If they've got a YouTube channel, maybe watch some of the stuff first. You've got to make sure that the person you work with is someone that you, A, you trust, but also that inspires you and challenges you in the right way. And everybody is different. I spend my life talking constantly through my classes to correct constantly, constantly, all the time. Some people that's going to really land with and they really appreciate that. For other people, it's going to be overwhelming. So finding what works for you initially is really important. Do your research, get on the phone with people, have a chat, be open and honest about what you want. And I would also say one of the most important things I find is that often I've had people come to my classes and, you know, 12 months later, they turn around and tell me that they have a pelvic floor issue or their lower back is sore and they never mentioned it they didn't tell me for a year or two years or longer sometimes and I would say when you're starting out on a program with a teacher they have seen this all before it's a bit like a GP you know nothing you can tell us is new or embarrassing so tell us everything you know get into the detail if you've got a pelvic floor incontinence issue tell us if you've got a shoulder that hurts every time you're sitting at your desk tell us because we will have seen it before and we will have a really good idea of how to help you I would also say if you are undergoing other treatment if you're seeing a physio or chiropractor or osteopath again tell us a really good teacher will always offer to get in touch with that therapist because it's really nice to create a kind of joined up approach a bit of a holistic approach as a Pilates teacher, I would never do the diagnosing, but I can work with a diagnosis. So if you tell me that you've got something specifically going on, I can usually work with that or I would speak to the therapist and we could figure out a plan of action between us. Those are some tips of ways to get started. But my biggest tip is just to get going. Try it. Try a few different teachers. Try a few different online classes and see what works for you. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah, that's lovely. Thank you for all of that information, Caroline. It's been really helpful. And if anybody is interested in obviously looking on Caroline's site, your website is Caroline. So the best place to find me is www. I don't know if I have to say that these days, but mindbodymeno.co.uk. It's all one word. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube under all of those. So mindbodymeno is the place to find me. That's lovely. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for coming on this session, Caroline. I've really, really enjoyed it and I've picked up a few things that I've taken a note of to obviously let my Pilates instructor know as well. So that's been really brilliant. Cool. So oh, thank you very brilliant. much, Caroline. Oh, my pleasure. Total pleasure. Lovely to chat to you. Thanks, Leanne. So hopefully you found that session really useful, everyone. I know I did. If you did, I would really love it, as always, if you could share this podcast, either share it in your Facebook stories, your Instagram stories, tag me in. I always love seeing that you found these podcasts useful. If you would like any further support in reaching your health and fitness goals and support or accountability, you can visit my website, which is www.inspiringbalance.co.uk. But other than that, have a great day and I'll speak to you all in a fortnight. Thanks. Bye.